What's up, everybody? This is Chef Jordan Chaton, and you're now tuned in to Chefish. And today, we got one of my best male friends and one of the biggest chefs in Atlanta right now at his premier spot of Toast on Linux, Chef Virgil Harper. Yay. How y'all doing? How you doing? <laughs> What's up? Welcome What's to the couch, on? Chef. Welcome to the couch, okay? I appreciate your time today. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Because listen, y'all, he came mid-shift. Yeah. He came yeah, for yeah. me mid-shift and he was a little, he he a little irritated because he he would usually be draped up and dripped out. Maybe like, no, you know no, what I'm no, saying? I got, I got what I'm, I got the white attire on. He would have came in suited. He said, oh, I didn't know it was videotaped. I mean, he, he's so busy. He ain't really, uh, read the email. So I appreciate my brother being here. Now we got to come with our chef wear. At least I don't got the, I had a t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? At least I had a t-shirt on me. So I appreciate it. I put a t-shirt on. And it's black, you know what I'm saying? It's yes. Like, you look good, chef. Yes. You look good. And you doing two a days on the Peloton bike? Two a days. Two a days. Are we gonna Down get three. into that? Are we That's gonna right. get into that. We're getting it in. So, Chef Harper actually has been in the business for over 25 years now, and he actually is from Atlantic City, New Jersey. AC. Okay, so rep your set then. That's right. Rep your set. And he started kind of working out. I'm sure you probably had a few other restaurants beforehand, but you started working at the Borgata Hotel? No, I actually started working at the Sands as a line server. So, okay, let I mean, me know, because uh, sometimes yeah. I got these time things wrong. First yeah, of yeah. all. So, so, so the, Borgata, the Borgata opened up in 2004. I helped open up the Borgata, but... I was a line server at the Sands and they had a um, local 54 culinary program. Um, I was a line server and, and you know, the chef, all the chefs took a liking to me because I was like the only one that had a pen and a pad. And I wrote down every last herb they told me to go get, every last vegetable they told me to go get. I wrote everything down. And I by the, by the time I got finished, well, it was full, full and I was studying everything. I was making me flashcards and all that. And they was like, man, you should take this um, culinary program that we got for Local 54, man, because you, you, you'll you be a great cook. Okay. And I did it. And, you know, the rest was history. So how old were you when that happened? I was like 17. 17. Yeah. And you had already been in the business 10 years ago? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. This was back in... Oh, I sped up because then the Borgata Borgata, Hotel was 10 years out. See, but this is what happens. He don't really do interviews. So I really... I was trying to do my research and do my due diligence, but... You had it right, though. You was was right. Yeah. Borgata was my... I missed 10 years. Borgata was my first... Chef's job, so okay. you're right. Okay, professionally as a as a chef, not a cook. Yeah, because you started out in front of the house. No. What is the line service? Line service back of the house. It's back of the house. Like it's, it's oh, front. kind of runner. No, no, no. It's 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 front of the house and back of the house. You kind of running food to the line. So a runner. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. a little more elevated. Like, yes. You know, yes. You, got, put a little... you wore your chef jacket and everything. Your checker pants. So. Okay. With your so big top you, hat. That's when we used to wear the top hats back in the day. I, I don't know. I've been in between position like that. I was a runner for a little while at PF Chang's when I was okay. in college. So I did work in front of the house before too. Yeah. But I mean, he's taking over the intro. So, but. <laughs> That's what I do. Take over. <laughs> uh, but look, when you were at the Borgata Hotel, you got to cook for president elect. 
Joe Biden? This one I was in Philadelphia at the Waterworks restaurant. It was a Mediterranean style restaurant. Okay, Philly. Yeah, this one I was working in Philly. So we did a dinner for um Joe Biden back in the day. It was for it was Obama too. It was Obama was there, everything. That's when he was going. My president was, is black. Yeah, when he's running for presidency. And what was that experience like? Did you get to talk to them at all or was it just It was great. I talked to I talked to um Joe, but I didn't talk to um Barack. Obama. Yeah. And how was that? Was Joe cool? It was cool. This before they this before they was, you know, in office. So it was But know. Joe Biden's always been a politician. But you know what I mean. Not He's the always, vice president. He was like on a crime bill back in the day that really fucked up the black community, if we really being honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you get down here to Atlanta? I had came to Atlanta. Um, I had left, stopped working at the Borgata and came to Atlanta in 2005. And I was working at this Italian restaurant called Preachy's. I only stayed there for like almost three months. And I knew what the chef and partner, Chef Piero, he's still there to this day. I haven't spoke to him in so long. Oh, you know what? That means you might need to. I might need to. Talk, I might need to pay him a visit, yeah, right? Yeah, go say hi. Yeah, what's the day? Saturday. Look what you've done. I'm gonna I'm I'm go say hi to him. You should pay him a visit. Yeah. Um, but I had only stayed down for like three months and I left, went back to Jersey because I got like, it was like, I just moved down abruptly. So, but then in 2011, um, I had moved the day my brother had got murdered and, um, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So I kind of just kind of was like down and out. I left, I left Jersey a day after his funeral and just kind of, uh, my best friend was like, man, just come down and live with me for like six months. You know, I'll give you six months to get your own place. I stayed one for like six months and got my own place and the rest was history. So when you say the rest was history, does that mean, did you go back to the Italian spot when you got here and got settled? I tried to, right? I was working at Houston's for a little bit and I was kind of in between trying to go back to the Buckhead Life restaurant group, but then... I said that um, I knew I was in Atlanta. Atlanta's, you know, the black mecca of the United States of America. And I said I wanted to take a stab at going to work in black-owned restaurants because I never worked in a black-owned restaurant before. So I took that stab at working in a black-owned restaurant, and I seen that it was, like, extremely disorganized. It lacked a lot of structure. I didn't like the the way, you know, the technique of the the way they were seasoning their foods. What and technique? I really want to talk about it. But just anyway, just 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 I just felt like I would do well in black rest of black owned restaurants. So This is when you used to cuss people out? No. <laughs> <laughs> when you used to be an angry chef? No. Nah. Is this when? I think yeah. it is. I yeah. think it is. I think we should talk about that too though. I mean, yeah, we could we could touch on that, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just, it's just, it's just, I guess it's passion. I'm not gonna say angry. Yeah, I mean, you know, I said cussing people out. I didn't I even say he was angry. I cuss all the time. I used to cuss everybody the fuck out. I ain't give a fuck. <laughs> and but, is that um, because you were frustrated that there was like lack of organization, lack of everything, and lack then, of structure? And then, and then, yes, and then me coming from a structured background, it's almost like the military a kid that lived in the suburbs and then dropping them in the middle of the ghetto. Uh-huh. It, it, it was a big culture shock. For real? A major. What? And so you wanted to fight? <laughs> no, I wanted to, I wanted to make it right. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Okay, so when you had made that decision, is that when you started working at Sweet Lounge, BQE, or yeah. was there something between that? So my first my first um, job that I took was Frank Skis. 
It was in between Sweet Lounge and Frank Skis. I took Frank Skis. I stayed there helping them out for like a month. And what was that like? The month? Like what what kind of food was it? For people that don't know what Frank Skis is. Frank Skis is a radio disc jockey out here in Atlanta. I think he was in Maryland at the time. He had took the job out in Baltimore Uh somewhere or D.C. somewhere. And um, I took the job. It was cool. It wasn't, you know, it was it was disorganized. What position was it? An executive chef. Okay, so you came out the gate taking an executive chef job. Oh, yeah, I always took an executive chef job. I ain't never, you know what I'm saying? It's been a while since I took a, a chef de cuisine or a sous chef job. The last sous You didn't chef even job. say a cook or a prep cook. No, 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 no. No cook. So, wait, are you, are you for real? I'm dead ass. When okay, so were you never a line cook or a prep cook? I was I was a line cook from '96 all Damn, the way. I was up in until, high school. Yeah, from '90 '90s no '95 all the way into 2004. I was a line cook back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a cook all the way up to the end. I then was I'm, a line cook back then. I had a little fish and chips restaurant. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere. No, That's I was right. just making sure because you know these days everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people kind of give themselves the title of a chef, and then there's no actual experience. I still feel like there's a lot that I'm learning as a as a chef and owner. You know, now I'm learning the side of ownership because. It is different. You're dealing with different things. You're dealing with, you know, with your accountant more. You're dealing with I know, taxes. but wait, though, because you're jumping all the way to the end. We're okay. not there yet. I'm sorry. You, I'm sorry. You, 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 I know you're I'm the big boss. I'm just giving you a... I'm I know you're your, out here big busting around, brief, you know what I'm saying? You about to open there. up Toast 2. You know what <laughs> I know it. I know Toast 2 is right there. But I want to start out, like, in the beginning of your journey, because I was saying earlier, you don't really give interviews. And so that's what I was trying to express to y'all early, to my chefies out there. He doesn't really give interviews. He likes to stay mysterious and low key. Uh, low yeah. key. He doesn't and I, really. And, I, and there's a lot of people that ask me to come on a podcast and it was like, you know, I like to stay under the radar. I don't want to be, you know, the guy that. That what? Everybody knows. I want to be the guy that, you know, just everybody know the food, but they don't know who's. They don't know the, the man. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Mysterious. Okay. But he he's blessing me today. And so when you were working at Frank Skis and you then you went to Sweet Lounge. Yeah. Um, that's when we met. Yeah. That is when we met. Sweet Lounge, because why that's I had just met. moved out yeah, here. Yeah, just moved out. You came Tyler past, Perry moved yeah. me out here. And so we followed we each other. We still got that same picture too. We do. I saved it. I mm-hmm. saved it. You was like, so uh, that's how me and Virgil met was Instagram. We have followed each other for a few years on Instagram. And he was one of my first chef friends in Atlanta when I got here and I moved out here. Um, that was 2016, right after my mom died. Wow. It was re- literally, I took that job two and a half weeks after she died. Well, I, he had already been a client. People don't know that, but he had already been a client for a few years, but only like, here and there when his family came to LA. I was like the LA chef when his yeah. Atlanta chef didn't come. So then his Atlanta chef left on the day my mom died. And so I really got the initial call the day my mom died. And I always am like, when your parents die or somebody really close to you dies, I feel like they like go and make a negotiation with God. Damn. Like this is what you gonna do. That was the blessing. Yeah. That was the one that was a mom. Your mom saying, listen, 
You're going to keep on working and staying focused. Like your brother. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like your brother. I ain't, you I didn't, up and I ain't grieve over. I ain't even grieve. I just came down and just kept it moving. Yeah, I didn't grieve my mom either. It took me like two years. I didn't realize it took I me was two years grieving. Too. Yes. I try to tell people that too. When it they took take me two a, years to get out of that hunt. When you take a deep loss like that, you're kind of just in autopilot. Yes. You know, and Mr. Perry, he didn't know for two months. That my mom had just died because they kept trying to get me to commit to a year contract and I was putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Because I'm like, I still got to take the ashes to Greece. I don't really know if I want to be in Atlanta, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when he found out, he was like, are you okay?" Mind you, I usually just drop his food off and leave. And I'm like, I'm okay. Are Mm -hmm. you okay?" And he's like. I'm okay. Are you really okay? And I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, they told me what happened. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, let me tell you, when I lost, he either said his mom or his grandma. He's like, when I lost them, I threw myself into my work. And he was like, "Wow." but what grief does, it waits for you in the shadows. And he was like, and if you don't deal with it and you don't give yourself time, space and grace to grieve, it'll sit you down. Definitely. And I, I and literally he's not really a client that talks that much. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of them are different, but he keeps a very clear professional boundary. So when you have reached out, I didn't really have I ain't really have no I don't really have too I'm very selective with the people that I associate with. Yeah. So but I wouldn't say that I have too many male friends, right? But we went from Sweet Lounge to BQE. And then for the people who haven't been to Atlanta, these are were some of the premier locations and places to be that cater to soul food, right? Yeah. And it was my first time ever cooking soul food, too. You wouldn't, I would have never knew that. Yeah, yeah. So I really, you know, because I got like, you know, I'm classically trained. So I'm like, you know, worked in all the, the French, Italian, Mediterranean restaurants. So I didn't really know how to cook soul food. I mean, well, I ain't going to say I didn't know how to cook it. I knew what to do with it. But, you know, just kind of doing it with the technique was the the highlight of my life. And just the simple fact that I was able to work with Black owners and give them an understanding of what it would be like if you had a chef-driven restaurant with a a Black chef that focused on the food, food only. Yeah. The food. And they felt it. And they felt it when I was there. They felt, they it, felt when it when I you left. gone. Yeah, yeah. They felt it when I'm gone. And, you know, they see them food sales going down. Damn near hundred, $150,000. Talk about it. You know what I'm saying? You know, so they understand. But, they, but, they, but because a lot of, a lot of the. They treat you like you're disposable. Yes. Because, and, and I don't think they do it on. Intentionally. On they Intentionally, don't understand yeah. the game. They just don't understand the business like that. They just have, you know, they have money. And and Atlanta is a place where you could come to and open up something if you got a nice little vibe. It, people, people will come. come. They don't even care about the food, really. Yeah. Now they're starting to care about the food. Now we're starting to turn around a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, we we, we getting there. You know, we still. We but it takes our- both, though. It's the consumer and it's the chefs. And yeah. But a lot of times, that's what I was saying earlier. Is there's a misconception of there are certain people that are like, oh, you go to culinary art school, you're a chef. No. no, a lot of people go to culinary art school. They've never been a chef, won't never be a chef. They're people that cook or you go straight into restaurants and you learn under higher qualified chefs and you learn the ropes. I always say it takes time and experience and you can't replace the two to become a chef. But yeah. these days, 
people will give themselves the title with no time in the game, no experience. So they haven't really learned. And so yeah. you have all of these businesses where I feel like a lot of chefs and even the um, business owners are not educated in the space. Yeah. No, and so I mean, that's where you come in. Yes, that's where I came in. At. And, it, and, and, and you know, it's so crazy. I don't even... I learned a lot. So I'm not even going to sit there and say I didn't even learn anything because I learned so much of what not to do and so much of what to do. So. Oh, yeah. I'm by no means discrediting the the field or the scene. But yeah, yeah, definitely. There are drastic differences. A thousand percent. Yes. A thousand percent. Like from zero to 60 is, is, that, is that drastic. But I was happy that I was able to give them an understanding because... I didn't bend. I'm not a good ass kisser, so I didn't bend. You know what I mean? Like, I was down my own his throat like he was one of my employees. Right. And do you think that- and they respect that. They respect it because I was like, listen, is either we going to do it this way or I'm going to remove myself from the situation because I'm not going to stress while I'm working. So if I feel like something is not going my way, I'm not going to talk to this person and talk to that person. I'm going to sit there and say, you know what? This ain't working out. But you did. You, you did carry some stress for a while, though. Yeah, no, no. It's, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about, I mean, <laughs> good, what I'm saying <laughs> is that I just did. You know how sometimes people will be working at a job for a long time, be mm -hmm. miserable? I'm not going to get miserable. I mean, once I start feeling it, I'll be like, all right, listen, this ain't working out for me. Right. So you're not afraid to leave and start. No. Nowhere else. No, I'm just, like a suicide bomber. Like, don't play with me. No, I'm, <laughs> hey, one of my friends said, you, you're, I, you like to jump out of a plane without a parachute. I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, I don't it don't either. even matter. Like, it don't even matter. Like, I don't care who's coming. I mean, you know, our celebrities are the food bloggers, the food critics, Food and Wine Magazine, Bon Appetit, all these food publishers that, that publish chefs that, that deal with food every day. So, you know, the celebrities are cool, but we don't, they're not our celebrities. Oh, as meaning like we don't necessarily care about their opinion because. Exactly. Because if you don't they're not understand that the food, educated, they don't really know. Food, yeah. 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 We love them. Right. Of yeah. course. They look out. We love y'all. Yeah. We love y'all. So basically you got to a point where you wanted to open your own spot. You were done working with everybody else, right? Yeah, because I was at, I had got out of a um, kind of a hectic partnership. You know, my business partner now, we were all in a partnership of someone at a different location. At a different location, and um, it didn't work out. No, no, no hard feelings, no bad blood. It just didn't work out. And um, you know, Tamara, she had um, so his. Previous business partners have been men, and now we get into the now we get into the difference women. of having a woman as your business partner because that's something I wanted to bring up because there's not too many instances where men and women are working together and are really running a very successful business that are not like romantically involved Definitely. or family like you guys are legit friends and Tamara Young, right? Yeah, Tamara Young, yeah. Okay, so tell me more about that. How you guys came about with Toast and for, for y'all that haven't been to Toast, this is actually the color of their interior, so this was my homage, you know what I'm saying? This was my little nod to Toast on Linux. That's right. And so, tell me about Tamara. So yeah, Tamara actually had the concept, she had the name Toast in her phone for since like I think it was like 2016. Okay. You know, so Toast was supposed to be a second location off of the last the concept, one. yeah, that we had that we were doing. 
with our ex-partner. And um, when things didn't work out, she just was like, you know, while I was still there, because she had kind of pulled away before I did. And while I was still there, she was just like, you know, so what are we going to do? Like, are you still going to do toast with me? I said, yeah, do damn right. If I say we, if I said I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Wait, and it's so funny, y'all. I, I kid you not. I had been going to the other spot looking for him. And I'm like, you must be up to something because you ain't never here. And I kid y'all not. He let me come and see the space, Toast on Linux, before it was open. Yeah. And this was, so I got to see it before it was open with Tamara's touch on it. Mm-hmm. But I seen it when it kind of looked like a Mexican spot. Yeah, it was an old Mexican restaurant, yeah. Right? It, mm-hmm. it was an old Mexican spot. And so what y'all ended up turning it into, I could not, I knew it was going to be dope. But I was like, who is this woman? Who is this girl I never met before that you out here doing big things with? Because it's yeah, really actually. that touch on there. It is. Tamara definitely has the touch. And so she 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 ran a place in yeah, Miami. Yeah, she, she had a restaurant in Miami and did a bunch of consulting for a bunch of different people as well. So we knew that we were both genuine people and we had so much love for the art. You know, she just was like, if I find this location, you know, what are we going to do? I said, let's go. And she a grinder. She a hustler. So, you know what I mean? She about her business. So she called me and said, yo, I found the spot. I said, where at? She said, nigga, meet me over here. Hurry up. I had left, met. I said, oh, shit. I always Prime went. location. Prime location. And it's actually, I've always lived in that area for the past 11 years. I'm me living in Buckhead. I've always lived in the, it's, it's called the Linux Village area. That's called that's considered the Linux Village area. So it was it was dope for me to open up um, a restaurant in the area that I came up in right. since 2011, and, and I'm I'm just so grateful that you know what I'm saying like she chose me as a partner. I'm pretty sure she feel the same way, and because she could have did it with anybody, and I probably could have did it with anybody, but it ain't nothing like a man and woman. Like women are a lot more due diligent than men. We got to give them their credit. You know what I'm saying? So you guys do have a great partnership. Yeah, we do. And so since you have actually been in business between between the differences of men and women, what are the what are the biggest differences in the style and how you guys are able to operate? Well, well, you know, when men come into the restaurant, they see how they spend money on her. OK, we're like, not talking about that. You know, what I'm talking about as far as getting 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 a drinks or. Let me buy you a drink. Let me buy you a bottle of champagne. You so know? that works. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's a perk because me, if I see a female that I know and they drink, I'll be like, oh, y'all want to get shots? Let's get shots. Okay. This, I guess this is the difference. Yeah. it's Because it's, it's <laughs> if it was two men, we're going to be double spending money. Okay. So okay. Okay. You know, it balances, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, like working together, how men like in your other experiences, it kind of seems like even though the guys listen to you, you guys bumped heads a lot. Is what I picked well, up you know, they develop egos. Men, a lot of us develop egos and, and, and me and her don't have egos. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's that, so that, that's, that's, a difference. that's that's the most important thing. We don't have any egos and we talk and we listen to each other. Sometimes I flare up, but she's like, she's like, um, are you done? Gone. <laughs> Are you finished? Do you feel better now? Is that like kind of how she her vibe is? Like she's like, why's your man? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah, she like she's kind of like even keel. She's even. She don't yell. She don't scream. She just talk. Right. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. She's a, she's a real it boss out here. It forces me to calm down. 
She's a real boss out yeah, here. Yeah, forcing me to calm down. Yeah, because sometimes you can be hot headed, but I kind of think that's how chefs are. The passion. The passion. Yeah. You simmer down a little. A whole lot. Yeah. You have. Okay. So what does it take financially to open up a business? Like ballpark numbers, like what what would you advise? Like if you want to open up a successful restaurant, this is what you're going to need of your own money. If you go to a bank, you know, like what is that? What does that kind of look like? Well, the banks really ain't giving up no money no for money. no restaurant at all because they, they look at it like it's the hardest business. But if you go into a restaurant and say my budget is 150000 or 100000 just add another 100000 on top of that. So it's always double yes. than what you think it is. You, yes. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But you're actually doing really good financially at the location. Right? Yeah, we're blessed. It, well, considering, mm-hmm. considering, no, considering inflation, considering COVID. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys are really doing good with your Look, numbers. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. Because you guys think, made back what you invested in a few months, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you this, that I think that. We, we, we got to start giving it up for the black restaurants out there because there were a lot of restaurants that that flourished during in Atlanta the pandemic that were during the owned. pandemic during during the pandemic that were black owned flourished like surpassed was hitting numbers that I couldn't even imagine and they still don't want to give us our credit as black owned as a black owned business they still don't want to give us our credit they still want to downplay us they still want to try to close us up because um, of our culture and 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 just because we're, we're business owners, we're not a part of the culture, but we are. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. So, um, I want to give it up to you know the black owned restaurants that's killing in the game. Everybody's doing great. That's good. Yeah. I wanted to create a space where we actually um were able to speak highly of a, of each other because mm-hmm. for a few of the other podcasts within the black community that I've listened to it's not it's kind of messy a little so I wanted to I wanted to stay away from intentionally being messy yes yes the business is messy so we could we could talk about the messiness within the business you know so is that we we we, got to stop we got to stop tearing each other down yeah we got to stop tearing each other down because I was on a um I was hearing I was at a um on a panel at a little podcast and 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 I don't knock nobody you know what I'm saying they was talking about how no black businesses, all they want to do is play have hookah and loud music and they was talking about the grass walls and all that stuff. And I'm just like, listen, whatever work that it that's in, if that's in our culture and it's working, it's working. Let's let let's leave it alone. Like let's not knock it. Why don't you create a space on your own? They can't. And opposed to talking about it. <laughs> why don't you create your own space so that way you can do what you want to do? Everything that you're talking about or kind of downplaying the next business on what they do, why don't you go open up your own shit and do your own thing and change the demographic? Because they can't. Nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten, it's easier for them to critique something that they have never even succeeded at. Exactly. Because guess what? They're going they're, they'll see how hard it is. They're, they're, but they're, it's just all culture. It's a demographic. It's all culture. So, right. you know, that's like me. I mean, I would never knock nobody. But maybe that's why I'm kind of mutual and I'm kind of a, I'm I'm the I'm the mutual guy, so it's like I'm not knocking nobody the way they get money. Right, right. Well, 
You're not knocking anybody, but yeah. I think that when you talk about um, your experiences and your transitions, like with the culture shock, when you went from, you know, fine dining basically into cooking. I changed it. Food. Yeah. And so that, but that was your vision. You wanted yeah, yeah, yeah. to, you went into it, you went into it with the intention of, I'm going to refine soul food. That's I'm right. going to refine I'm going to refine the front of the house and with the be with the customer, we're going to change how you think soul food is supposed to be. We're going to tighten it up a bit and That's then right. we're going to tighten up the back of the house. Because all we use is all fresh herbs and spices, baby. No seasoned salt, no MSG, no. And why was that important to you? Because because do you still I know at one of the places you had like um, thyme and rosemary growing right outside. Yeah, yeah. Do you have something like that at this On location? 14th Street. Okay, so you're so the new. I got toast. a big rosemary bush. Yeah, toast too is gonna have the fresh herbs right outside. That's right. So why was um, sustainability so important to you? Fresh herbs locally sourced as much as you can. I I just think that um, just educating the customer clientele base, letting them know it's out there, letting them know that we have resources that we could tap into, and it makes the food taste better. Ultimately, of course. Of course. It's different. And you're also, and then in turn, teaching your line to go outside of the narrow yeah. box that we've actually and, and, been put in. And everybody that I've worked with, you know, they've been with me for over, they, no, we, we can keep it going. They've been <laughs> with me for over um, six, seven years. So they follow me everywhere I go. Yeah, your yeah. team. Yes, that's right. They go and, with me everywhere I go. That's why when I go to a restaurant and I go open it up. Your food tastes the same. It tastes the same. It's <laughs> consistent. And I pay well, too. Yeah. I pay everybody eats. Everybody eats. Everybody eats. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I also like not only have you built a solid team within you and Tamara, that's an mm -hmm. unbreakable bond, dynamic duo that doesn't need to be touched. But I was also going to say that you've built a solid team within your staff too. And it seems like everybody, it is kind of like a family-ish. Everybody. That's it, right. We took them to like, Miami. We took them to Miami I'll, this summer. It's on my car. Let me do my job. <laughs> <laughs> That was literally next. I was going to say, and I see that you took- I've seen it already. I've seen it already. I saw that you took your staff down to Miami for an appreciation weekend. Your whole staff, you know what that means? That they're doing numbers. They're making a lot of money. No, that means uh, that we took a dent. We no, did it doesn't. We they made it right back. No, we did something we weren't supposed to do that, that we said we're going to take away from out of our own pockets and did that. Right. Because ultimately it brings it right back to you because then your your staff is happy. Yeah, definitely. They end up sticking around. You don't think so? Yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. we took a, mm, uh, I don't know if we'll be maybe next time you can do a local appreciation trip. No, you know? we're going to know everything gonna be out of town. Okay. See, I like that. Cause I don't really even know listen, I don't work for all type of rich, very wealthy people, and they ain't been taking us on no appreciation retreats. And I think that that's just really good for solidarity within your team. I know that you are a really involved father. Yeah, 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 definitely. And especially your oldest daughter is now working in toast, right? Yeah, yeah. And so is she officially going to be getting into the business for real? Or is this just something she's doing until she figures out what she wants to do next? Yeah, she's, she's, she's trying to figure it out right now. She, I, th I think she's going to stick around. You know, she's 21, so she's learning. 
She's doing a great job, though, so I can't, you know. She is. Got to support her and whatever she want to do. It's a family affair because uh, does one of your brothers work there, too? Yeah, he just, he just moved down like three months ago. He working. He's working there now, too. So does that feel good that you are at a place now where you're employing your family? It feels amazing. It does, so, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great feeling. It does. See, when you're cooking in the kitchen, right? Because now when you're when you're a head chef, first of all, and especially an owner, you really shake hands and kiss babies. You work the numbers. You make yeah. sure the numbers making sense. And you make sure your staff is doing what they're supposed to do. But you don't really cook. A lot of people don't understand that. When you become the head chef, you ain't really cooking no more. They be like, ah, the food don't taste the same because you wasn't here. Like, yeah. I ain't cooked the food the last time he was here. <laughs> did not. You Who just you didn't know. It, it, they just fucked up that day. That's all. It, it happens. You know what I'm saying? So, but when you're at home cooking or when you do choose to get on the line, what do you like to listen to as for music? What I've been listening to. Okay. That's fine. I've been listening to some like manifestation music, like because the frequency of the music is so low. I got to listen to like old school music. I listen and, to old school nineties and, and um and manifestation. My boys Chris and Teeb and this other guy named Londrell. Londrell, yeah, he's yeah. dope. So they like they like they like doing anything in a in a manifestation music industry world. So I've been listening to that. And good for the mental health. Yeah, definitely. Def. I got to feed the brain. Mozart. Yeah, you know, classical music. And so. But then and, I turn off, you know, put on a little future, you know what I'm saying? 21. Yeah, dirt, we need that. Baby, we need know, that to baby. balance it all out. Plus, those are the homies anyway, they, they right? They're the homies, yeah. So I got, you know, I got to support them too. Support the homies. So at the end of a long day when you have actually been working and cooking, what is your go-to meal? What do you eat? Yo, I love like chicken and rice. Chicken and rice With is your gravy. go-to? Okay. With some gravy, yeah, but. Okay. Because chefs always have like a weird simple. little yeah, simple, simple, yeah, go to. Because I'm a sandwich and cereal girl. Yeah, I, I, I love turkey, turkey and cheese sandwiches. Yeah. So it's like, because the last thing I want to do is cook. If I've been cooking 17 hours, I'm not trying to cook for myself. I, I, but I, but my, my thing is, you know, I love making my sancocho. What? Yeah, sancocho. What is that? It's like a. a Are you Dominican? No. What are black. you? I'm black. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a Spanish, it's like a, a chicken stew, a Spanish chicken stew. It's just amazing. That's from I make living it all in the Atlantic time. City. You picked up on all that? Yeah, you know, because we got, you know, we got Colombians, we got Cubans, we got Dominicans, we got Puerto Ricans, Haitians, we got everything, Jamaicans. So for Toast to your new location, are, is it going to be the same menu? Or are you going to switch it up? It's going to be the same menu, but I'm going to have a lot more. Se- Virgil, man, we ain't going to do the food that we've been talking about. <laughs> Um, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna really show the people what you really do. We we working on a night spot, an after hour spot, a night spot, a night spot from, from four from five to eleven. Okay, so okay, so a, a third. Is it gonna be a toast? No. Okay. Well, Something toast. Else. You know, toast too. I I gotta make a bunch of breakfast sandwiches. You know, Georgia Tech is right there, so I gotta make sure. We make sure we feeding the college kids. So I'm having so a few gonna more change sandwiches. A little. Just a few more sandwiches on there. Okay. I love it. And so beyond those three locations, are you going to leave the city? Are you going to take Toast on the road? Are you going to franchise? Yeah, we've been looking at Miami. And then L.A.? And then Vegas? L.A., I don't know. What? L.A., then, you know, probably Charlotte or Houston. What? No, you need Vegas and L.A. Vegas. Vegas will go crazy. Vegas. L.A. will go crazy. They don't got no real, for real good black food. L.A. LA They got old black food that been there forever that's just, you know, 
no disrespect. I'm from LA, so before y'all even try to start with me, uh, okay. They don't, but a lot of people from LA been telling me to come out there. So at the newer spot, are you gonna delve into your your real way of cooking? Or are you gonna introduce? Are you I'm gonna, gonna introduce, introduce some things, now? yeah, because I got a bigger kitchen now, so I could kind of move around a little bit. Because he really does some fly shit that y'all do not see on these uh, toast menus. And so... Yeah, I worked in some, you know, some some real prestigious restaurants before, so, you know. But we ain't gonna talk. I ain't giving them no, no free promotion. We ain't giving up no free we game over we got, here. We got, you, you know, know it's Black saying? History Month, so we gonna keep on talking about the Black-owned restaurants. We ain't, we ain't gonna give up too much, of the, yeah. too much of the game. We ain't talk about none of the racist kitchens, you know. We gonna keep it I mean, we could talk about that. No, no, we ain't going to talk about that. We ain't going, you know, and we so ain't going to kill them yet. Before we um, wrap things up, if you could give advice, what is your recipe for success? Tell me three things that you want anybody to know about the business that's either been in it, that should know it, or that's coming in. Or tell me three things that you would tell your younger self. Sacrifice. Sacrifice is directly correlated to success. Yeah, um, so I sacrifice. You know, sacrificing a lot. Like, you know, I ain't since I've been living in Atlanta, I never took my kids to school, so I sacrificed a lot. Um, um, Does that bother you? Hell no. Okay, <laughs> that's what it is. Okay, you brought it. I'm up. not. You, I'm not oppressed by that shit. So you know, what I'm saying I know what I was working for. I know what I was determined to get to. So nah, I don't. I don't regret it. Okay, at all. I don't know how they feel, but it is it's, it is what it is now. It's over with. <laughs> okay. That's real. You're but, uh, <laughs> okay. But um, yeah, hard work, you know, a lot of hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like take, you know what I always used to do? I used to always underpay and over deliver. So basically, if a person took and thought, I said, What you think you should, what you need to pay me? And they would tell me, This is how much I want to give you. I want to give you sixty thousand. But I would do the work of a motherfucker that's getting paid one hundred and fifty thousand. You're better than me, brother. Oh no, no, it's it's cool. But guess what? <laughs> but guess what? But guess what? It's like it's like look where I'm you like, are now. Because there's a lot. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I sacrifice. But because there's a lot of people that out that's out here that they're overpricing and under delivering. Mm-hmm. And I think that's. I just think that they shouldn't be doing it. Because there's a lot of people that's overcharging. That shouldn't be charging nobody anything. You get what I'm saying? Because as much money as they charging them because they're overpriced and undelivering. So I like to make people feel sorry. Like, damn, I got to get this guy some more money because he done, he done took my business to a whole nother level. But that set me up to where as though I would never, like the last few jobs I took before I opened up my own business, I took them with a percentage. Okay. And, and for people that don't understand what that means, tell them. Like a chef and like a chef and partner and a chef and co-owner are two different things. A chef and partner is basically You get a salary and a percentage. Yeah, you get a salary and a percentage. Yeah. And what is the typical percentage? I mean, it could, it could range from 5 to 20%. Yeah. And then what is the typical salary look like for a chef? In the beginning, and then kind of like you're twenty something years in. What does that look like? About you know about because um, some people don't know. A no, lot but, of people but, don't but know. See, see, there's a difference because you know starting out the recipe starting out. You have, I mean, like it could be ranged from like fifty to sixty, and then once you get to the executive chef stage, now just because you know how to cook, that don't make you an executive chef. Mm-hmm. Being an executive chef is cooking is like the easiest part. 
but dealing with the your employees, um, learning how to keep a crew together and have that crew happy, dealing with labor costs, food costs, dealing with the vendors, making sure that you price checking every week. It's deeper than that. So a lot of people think because they're coming into a kitchen and they put a menu together, they think that's what it is. That's it. That's and it's, and, it, and it's not it because it's a lot of people out there that can't even keep a whole crew together. So there's a lot of people that lack in certain areas because they can't keep a staff together. They don't know how to talk to the vendors. When the health department come in, how you going to talk to the health department? How you going to act when they come in and they're doing their health checks? I always pass all minds because you got to smooth them over sometimes too. Because if the health department come in in the middle of a shift and it's you got 300, 400 people out there eating or people waiting in the line, everybody will fail. Because mm-hmm. the numbers are, all, you're not supposed to have that many people. No, it's because you're, you're in a high volume. So you, you, know, you, you can't make everything, you can't do everything the same way the health department do because, you know, you're kind of out of whack. You know, you got chicken, you got, you know, you, 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 you cooking certain things, your refrigerator keep on opening up every five seconds, the temperature dropping is going up and down. So, you know, you just got to know how to So relationships are key. Exactly. And and knowing how to talk to people. There you go. Relationships are very key. Okay. You got anything else you want to leave the people before we get up out of here? Nah. No, you ain't got nothing else, Virgil. <laughs> you ain't got nothing else? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you for coming through and sitting on the couch. Definitely. And thank you so much, Chefies, for tuning in. That's a wrap for us. It's a wrap.